listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that knows everyone goes a little mad sometimes. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, it's time to go mad, 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 mad! Ah! As we descend for the fourth time into our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament with our 2020 selection episode. And you don't have to worship the old ones to summon up our show. All you need to do is search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your selection hole. And you can follow the madness on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face that we do have that nice little event tabs mm-hmm. where we host our shenanigans. Now, as we are recording this way in advance. We, yes, we don't know, quite know exactly what shenanigans we're going to get into. But rest assured, when we do, so will you. Yes, indeed. They will always be posted. But quite obviously, because we are entering into one of the craziest Months in the time of the year for us. Go back to our first March, April oh, madness. Jesus. No, that so, went into May, June, and July. Yeah. I so that's why we are. It's, yeah, we're recording a little bit earlier than normal, but we got to get it all in. That's right. Well, it isn't time to, it's time to go yep. back into the mouth of March madness, deep into the maw. And I cannot believe it's been a year since we did all that. I know. It's just, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, it seems like it was really quick. Like, very, very recently. Not Halloween recent. No, but... but you yeah. still get it tickling the back of your neck there. Yeah. Now, ultimately, if this is your fourth tournament with us, or if this is your first, we always want to give a little background and context. Um, we obviously celebrate you know, all films, whether they're new releases or ones from our childhood. But something we've always agreed on is that a film kind of finds its audience when, after a certain amount of time, people are still talking about it. They're still programming it. You know, they're still building movie nights around it. And we've always discussed that it's that first 10 years, that 10 years after your film if people are still talking, then you know it's got legs, man. Yeah. If people are still talking about your movies 10 years later with such fondness and love, then you know you got a movie that's going to like withstand another 10. The, the legacy starts there. And like you said, it goes another 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. 30 years, 40 years. We're still celebrating films, you know, 60 years ago that debuted. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if we wanted to go oh, oh, in good totally Lord. insane, now, we that's... could go all the way back another four more brackets. At least. But ultimately, what we ended up doing is we we decided we were going to celebrate the last 40 years of horror. Mm-hmm. And we went through and we selected eight films from each of the decades that we went into. And the whole thing springs up from the... Um, the specific year of the decade. Yes. Because it's not the entire decade. But also the fact that in the month of March, for those of you that follow the sports ball... Sports ball! They put together the whole March Madness tournament where all the NCAA... Uh, College basketball teams yeah. play together. Everything copyrighted, we can't talk about. Of course, of course. But then they, they <laughs> post the bracket there and people go, they guess who's going to win it. And that's mm-hmm. what we decided to do is to pit all of these films together 
in a loving way. Yeah. You have fantasy basketball, why not fantasy horror? You know, you're predicting. You're you're and you know what? That's the good thing. You're not only predicting, but you're talking about the merits. It engages the discourse there. But yeah, decide which is the best film from the last forty years in that given year. Now, what ultimately we do here in the month of March is we again to truly go mad is you're gonna be getting two episodes a week. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, you're going to get the first round of Into the Mouth of March Madness, of which it will just be Genius and I talking the first eight films mm-hmm. in each year. And it should be said, as Genius said, this is also something where we're just not well, saying, well, Alien's better than Phantasm because I just like it better. Done. Yeah. No. We no. show our work. Exactly. And, and we invite you to show your work, too, if you're playing along. And that is where we will have the bracket posted on all social media mm-hmm. throughout the month of March. You know, print it out, list it. Copy it, show us, show, put it on your uh, fridge, absolutely, or your day planner when you're listening to us. You're like, oh, you're full of shit, man. You know. <laughs> but then on Friday, the following, um, you'll get the next two rounds. You'll get the round of the Scream 16 and the round of the Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. and which then we invite guests to come in. And I mean, we're talking other podcasters, directors, r- r- horror fans, right? To to see which films ultimately goes into the round of the frightful four, because mm-hmm. then only four remains, and then after that, it's ultimately up to you on social media. You guys are the final vote, you know. And so we've shown our work when we vote. When you vote, we want to make sure you show yours because that's the fun of the game. It's it's almost like you know, play along at home. Yeah, not quite the home game because the game of games is something different. You'll get that next month. Yeah, but. But, yep. But And then uh, our see our previous winners uh, in the 2017, the inaugural Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. We had A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Dream Warriors! Walk away with the title there. Uh, the following year, in the year of 2018, we had John Carpenter's... Hey, everybody, it's me and my one that year, Halloween. And then the following year, in 2019, just last year, we had Ridley Scott's... Alien mm-hmm. in space. No one can hear you. What, what was? Oh shit! What was? Uh, it? I believe no. You know what? It was Alien went up against Audition. Oh, in space, no one can hear you. Kitty, 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 kitty. Sorry, that just tickles me. Tickles me. <laughs> but that's the beauty. <laughs> we, I think we hit him as well last year. But that's the beauty of this is to not necessarily pit these films up against each other, but to talk about these films again. Mm-hmm. This is all about a celebration yeah. of these films. But also, sadly, while we're celebrating these films. We're missing out on, a, we're not talking about a lot of films as well. We only have eight slots and like there's a lot of good stuff, but trust us, we'll tell you why our choices are meritable. Mm-hmm. And we also have some honorable mentions that might hit all the spots that you're like, you didn't talk about this on the bracket. I know it's not that. And also part of the reason is we have certain bracket criterias and some things just wouldn't fit. And I guarantee you one of the criteria is going to really tick a lot of you off. In fact, you'll probably just stop <laughs> listening to the show and like you guys are just charlatans and frauds. Like you don't include that in the year of such and such. And again, that's the problematic. But that's why Boo we this men just <laughs> well, that's why we do this episode is not only to reveal the brackets, uh, the, the the movies we're going to talk about and defend them, mm-hmm. but then to also give the love to those honorable mentions. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're explaining ourselves. <laughs> yes, we are. So let's go ahead and travel back a scant 10 years ago to the year of 2010, mm-hmm. where I think ultimately social media kind of exploded. Yeah. Everywhere which to this day, it still confounds me. But now we're looking back at just, again, 10 years ago. Man, I I remember 10 years ago distinctly. 
Honestly, if you oh, asked oh. me if it was 10 years ago, I'm like, 1990? I remember that pretty good, too. So, ah. Uh, I know it's rough to think about, right? I know. But, like, yeah. No, I remember I remember seeing the majority of these in the theater. That's the best part. Yeah. I was a little bit more active yeah. in the horror community. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I definitely knew what I liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would seek it out. Mm-hmm. But that's the best part is a few of these I did see in the theater. A few of these it took me a while to catch up to. But again, eight films that we chose in the year of 2010 and our first bracket topic, um, it's, a, I guess, actually, um, uh, do I need to turn the heat up, genius? Um, because, burr, it's cold in here. I said, there must be some horror in the atmosphere. I said, burr, it's cold in here. Yes, cold. Our next, our, uh, the first films uh, right off the bat in the year 2010 are best viewed when there is snow on the ground, mm-hmm. when you need to uh, warm up with a blanket right. uh, and a significant other. Or in the middle of July when you need to cool down. They, yes. You know, just like, oh my God, it's hot in here. Let's put on one of these movies and, ooh, it's not so bad. It does work both ways. And our first film here in the year of 2010 is a Finnish film. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a little international flavor. And we're getting a lot of Santa Dong. Oh, you're not kidding. This is one that you really do want to see in the month of December. And whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it is always a good time for Rare Exports. Mm-hmm. Which is, I came too late in the game, quite honestly. But man, we actually had this one... For one of our Shoot. Christmas shows. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Which played. And so we've seen its effect in a theater. Yeah. Uh, it, Frida never seen it, and that's one of her new favorites. That's awesome. So it, that went we into a rotation. We don't fuck with Frida. Yeah. We do not F with Frida. Now, going up against it is another film that plays best cold, and it's one that we're going to actually be able to see in the theater yes. here. And we've been kind of building up Panic Fest through some of the past episodes we've been recording. It's going to be great. And you know what? Technically... We'll have seen it already, and it, yep. I know it's going to play wonderfully. We're going to see the movie Crypt Panic Fest is going to go great. But going up against Rare Exports is Adam Green's Frozen. <laughs> one of the reasons I don't go skiing. <laughs> one of the reasons I stopped, but also just I'm not good at it. <laughs> this is a film that will make you fear Mother Nature. Uh, it will make you regret not hugging your pets a little bit more when you leave. Yes. This film work, works on many ways, but we'll, which one will move forward? Which one is a little bit more cold? We'll have to see when we talk about it. But then going to our next category in mm-hmm. 2010, it is not, definitely not a secret that we love horror comedies. Horror comedies are great. Especially you, Genius Oh, McGee. I love horror comedies. That's that's one of my jams. It is truly one of my a jams. jam. So I'm not going to say this is the Genius McGee category in 2010. <laughs> Technically, it is because the title, the, the bracket category. Giggle Mortis. Giggle Mortis. Ultimately, can you break that down? Can you actually give the scientific... The, lat- the Latin... Yes, the g- okay, giggle comes from giggleario, to laugh, to chuckle, to guffaw, and mortis comes from the derivative morti, to die. To say we don't bring an academic edge into the mouth of March Madness, not right. only do we show our work, we enhance and we educate. Giggle mortis, baby! So, <laughs> battling in this, trying to draw out your, your final breath here, our first film, and this is actually what's kind of cool, is going to be a remake... Of a movie that we've already talked about. And another March Madness. So it comes like almost full circle. It does. It's creepy. It's the first time this has happened. Right. Here's what's really weird. It's not going to be the first time it happens in this tournament. Yeah. We're talking about a remake of a film that I hold near and dear because it has one of my favorite character actors. You know, little Dick Miller and Fish goes a long way. But we're going to be looking at Alexandra Aja's 
Piranha. 3D. In 3D. With Ving Rhames. Lovely. This one has... An Elizabeth Shue. A, a huge amount of character. Paul Shear. Yeah. From the, the How Did This Get Made podcast. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> it's again has we, we're gonna talk about it but again yeah. no no it's wonderful again but a remake of something we've already talked about mm-hmm. and in 3d what possibly could go toe-to-toe with this just in a description this titan of comedy well it has to be another titan of comedy and it's one that even though it came out 10 years ago I think it holds up better today than it did then. Yep. It makes me laugh harder today than it did then. It still has the great gore effects. It is a why you should always just to get to know people a little bit more. Never judge what's on the surface of Communication things. Communication is key. Yes, it is. As is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yep. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a good battle. I have a feeling. Cause like I, I, I have two dogs in this fight, so... I mean, I, I try not to wear my heart on my sleeve, especially on the selection episode, but I uh, both... I, I, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. I know. We'll that, get to it. Spoilers. The, that is the worst thing There's, with this You one. know what? I'll tell you what. We're going to show our work, because I would just, I know where you're going to go. But of course. Of this, course. Uh, the, I, we're going to show all of our work. It's going to be grand. Now, I believe, going back to one Adam Green, he said famously, like, back around this time, people either wanted a remake of something that was pre-existing or found footage. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that leads Sorry, us... next two categories. Exactly. <laughs> is, and it's one we've done before because ultimately we, they're peppered throughout. And yep. it's it's a reality in Hollywood, in horror. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we have this one. It is a remake. Or a mistake. Or a mistake. And we there were a lot to go through on this one. Yeah. And ultimately, here's the second time that we're going to be talking... A yeah. remake of a film I think was maybe two years ago or one. Actually, both these categories, because I think at least one of them was the honorable mention in one of the categories. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But we have Matt Reeves's uh, Let Me In. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane, because, yeah. I think it was just two years ago we were we talking. We just did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it does not take them long. To make remakes. Hell, they're talking about remakes of Train to Busan, and like that came out last year. So it's, I'm still sobbing from that film. Right? They cannot do that. Well, we'll see if it's a mistake or not. I, and I know it has its merits. One of those being Richard Jenkins. Exactly. Can, can, wonderful Canadian actor. Oh, you, you throw him into anything and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> he's that secret ingredient that as a character actor. Spice that makes everything nice. He's a Bill Paxton-esque. Yep. Um, and now going up against it, um, a remake that took a long time. Very long time. Incoming. Uh, and one that I've seen the original only once, but this is one I definitely saw in there, but a remake of George A. Romero's The Crazies. Timothy Oliphant. I'm mixed on him. Get out of town. I know, really? right? right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind the Oliphant, but uh-huh. you know. Uh, I like Timothy Oliphant ever since like The Girl Next Door and Santa Clarita man. Diet. Yeah. Okay, well, see, I need to, I, again, I need to revisit it. Yeah. That's the best part of this whole yeah. tournament. That's the great thing, because we're going to revisit these, and I can't wait to revisit these, because some of these are fantastic. And even though it just came out 10 years ago, it's it's a good reason to revisit it, so we'll definitely get to that. So now, again, we talked remakes. Another thing that we're really big on is the found footage. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, only one only of the two one of films them is. in this one is, but ultimately... Our next bracket topic and the final two films in the 2010 uh, year here for Into the Mouth of March Madness is... The Haunted Teens. Haunting Teens. Haunted Teens. Haunting of the Teens. Teens being haunted. Haunted. 
Hauntings are involved. Take the teens as you will. Take it to be the people in the movie. Take it because it's the 2010. However you want it, it's the teens. Things are spooky. Spooky teens. The teens spooky by themselves teens. are spooky. Get a, get off our lawn. You add the paranormal on top of that. Right. Oh. They know all your secrets. That's, that's frightening. Yeah. And we're going to kick things off with Insidious. Mm-hmm. Which I will be... I th- it's, this might be, and I've seen that. But I also think I have seen that. But it's been long enough that I, I need to revisit it. Paranormal Activity 2 is, and I've seen that for me. Paranormal Activity was my first time watch when we did it uh, the year before, which was a fantastic watch. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm new to the franchise. So both of these, one way or the other, technically going to be a first-timer. Yeah, I Insidious, being Insidious are tight. Okay, well, <laughs> I cannot wait to revisit these. And again, some of these are ultimately going to see on the big screen, which... It's not going to temper when I see him again here. On the, it's just going to make me anticipate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So those, again, those are the ones that are celebrating 10 years of horror. Now, so many of you are going, hey, hey. You what about left this? Off. What about that? What about this? You call yourself a horror podcast? <laughs> so we wanted to make sure to give love because had we recorded this, had we put this list together the other day? It might have been different because I know completely. there's some that like, man, like, oh, man. And again, there's some that just didn't fit with the bracket like. and the first one on my honorable mention was an original bracket topic but adam green's hatchet too mine too mine too i think originally we were going to have hatchet two versus frozen uh-huh and i think we were like no nah, that's a little too indulgent yeah yeah but that's okay that's okay there's uh, only so much wax we can have um Stakeland. Stake. go back to a previous episode and that's not it, to say had we not done that no, episode it wouldn't have been on there but everything about Stakeland, i thoroughly enjoy Stakeland like, was always good um i saw the devil oh one of my, my best God, of the decades yes ridiculous um, unrelenting i gotta i gotta give love to uh saw saw 3d i've seen every single saw there is and i'll keep seeing every other saw there will be so looking forward to the chris uh i am extremely intrigued by that so I, am I. I am looking forward to it because People are like, oh, Chris Rock doing a horror movie. They said the same thing about Jordan Peele, and look where we're at now. You know what the more majority of the horror, horror audience truly is? It's it's African American. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, so oh yeah. So no, I am one hundred percent. Plus, he's a smart dude. So I think he's absolutely. gonna gonna inject it. Plus, it's got Sam motherfucking Jackson in it. I am down. Anyway, yes, uh, another one that uh, it's an honorable mention, and one I saw in a memorable uh, theatrical screening. Uh huh. Was Natalie Portman's Black, Black Swan. Swan? Yeah, I had a good memory with that too. I had several, there were a couple of walkouts, yeah. which I found interesting, but obviously any kind of body horror, plus the, the fine arts. Vince Cassell. Um, oh my goodness, uh, who was her her rival in that one? Mila Kunis. Thank you. Just all boiled together perfectly, and it was just one of those. I think it was just with the. The, a little bit of the ooey gooey and then the walkout just made for a wonderful theatrical experience. I hosted it once, right? And like, this is the times where I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do a game every single fucking time, right? And so like, <laughs> I got a bunch of tutus, right? I got a bunch of like little tutus that I got at the dollar store, Dollar Tree, and I had trivia questions, come on down, come on down, right? And first of all, the crowd wasn't having it. And then second of all, I made them dance, dance at the Sugar Plum Fairies. And so like, no, the blacks went, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun 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 right and like a couple of them were really really get into it but like just this the 
the the face on the crowd because everybody looked like the wealthy Dowinger, you know. Everybody, it was like art house day, like right. And so, like the majority of the crowd just wasn't having it. On hindsight, Black Swan probably with that crowd would not have been the time to break out the game. However. It was a fun fucking time, and the winner got a sweet prize. He kept the tutu, oh. and it was he got a Mondo soundtrack. Oh wow! Hey, it was, yeah. So because you know, I only bring out the big games when there's oh, the big prize. So. That's so true. That is so. But true. yeah, wrong crowd. <laughs> now another one that's on there. Um, it has to be on there. But Benicio del Toro, the Wolfman. Yes. Yeah, that's on there, and so is Resident Evil. Because I love me that franchise. Which now was this the Afterlife? Okay, I was going to say which. Sex, which part There's of the two franchise? Goddamn many, I but I dig them. I dig them. What else is on your uh, honorable mentions? That's that, it. Are we good? Okay, good. We're good. And again, if we're missing something from 2010, hit us up. Yeah, we understand. We can't cover everything. And but show your work if you're going to do that. Well, not even so much that, but I again, every film out there is someone's favorite. Exactly. We're not here to poo-poo on those. No, no, we're not saying that all the other movies were bad. We're just like, but there's only eight spaces. <laughs> exactly. <We're> limited <laughs> room. Limited eight spaces. room. Well, going back now 20 years to the year 2000. To the year 2000. To the year 2000. <laughs> the year where we, yes, we can. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. But it also gave us the Y2K scare. Yeah. And it gave us a slew of phenomenally frightening films. The 2000s in itself gave us some really, some good up and coming new horror. And very diverse. Yes. Very diverse. But what's ultimately interesting, what I love with each of these films is even though they're kicking off a new decade, there's, they still feel of the t- the decade before yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely feel it in the 90s, but you can still kind of feel it in 2000. Now, our first bracket topic here in the year 2000, I got to stop from saying that every time. I'm going to, through my apologies right now, anyone in the 2000 bracket year. 2000. <laughs> we're going to have to put a little shot collars on there. Yeah. Uh, we, in the year ought ought. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, ultimately, that uh, we're still talking about this particular one of the films, at least a franchise in here. And in the 90s and the 2000s, the, the meta film became Mm -hmm. popularized so much so that some of the best filmmakers dabbled into it and then some of the people that are just indie makers you would you could dip their toe in the meta and this brings us to our first bracket topic which is meta masters and the first film in the meta masters and this is one that definitely there was a lot of changes on this Uh, yes but ultimately i'll be honest it came down to me wanting to see gail weathers bangs up on the uh, big screen again (laughs) let's face it they're they're kind of wonderful i'm glad you added the yes yeah well yeah no i want to see gail weathers bang on the big screen no no we want to talk talk, here suit here suit (laughs) not pantsuit here suit (laughs) so. <laughs> Let's put the, save that one for later. But in the back pocket. Ultimately, this is the I think the much maligned entry of the Scream franchise. Would you say? Yeah, and to, and going up against a uh, one oh. you don't hear a lot about, even no. in like hor- hardcore horror circles. And it's one that really subverts a lot of the tropes that Scream is all about. And it's got Jay Moore. And it's got Michael Bean, and then the late great Brittany Murphy. And let me yeah. <laughs> Snort one out for her, Ugh. but Cherry Falls. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater, but we'll talk about that later. Which was that an Indian? No, Cinemark. No, that was over West Glen. Okay, off four thirty-five. Yep. 
That's yep. Okay, again, we'll get into that later. Um, but both definitely have something to say about the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. And which one will go to the next round? We'll have to see. This one I'm really looking forward to. Well, we already got a little international flavor in 2010, but in 2000 we had a lot. Oh yeah. To choose from, this is actually in the 2000s. I'd say one of the big themes is. The fact that international horror became more globalized, Mm -hmm. that we had more access to it. And we are all the better for it. We are indeed. In fact, our next bracket topic is international flavor. Yep. And we've we've got a little Canadian, and we've got a little Japanese. All right. All right. Was that an A or a... Oh, sushi poutine? Yes. Maybe somehow. Yes. Could that work? Yes, because like okay, so you have the Sushteen? fries. You have the fries, but the fries are actually actually they're not fries. They're like rolled up uh, seaweed. Oh, that's good. Right. That's and good. And so then you have the rolled up seaweed with the little rice on top, the little thing, and instead of the poutine gravy, it's like that's soy the, sauce. Oh, that's yeah, a little. Yeah. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. Let's write that one down. <laughs> but we In have <laughs> a, little, a Canadian <laughs> classic that we talked about on our werewolf episode. But of course, we're talking 2000s. Ginger Snaps. This movie is grand. It's wonderful. And haven't just recently rewatched it not too long ago, which is nice, but it's always worth a rewatch. Mm-hmm. And then going kind of, and again, one that I've seen the remake of, I've never seen the original. Which one, though? Because an interesting There's... thing is we are having the second remake of this movie. That's true. In this year. So. Junon, the original grudge. I, I got to go back. I got to go, you know, reverse engineer to the original. So this will be my first time watch. Really? And yes. Really? Yes. Okay, cool. Because back in the day when all the J-horror came in 2000, I was eating it up left and right. I was eating it up. I was like, okay, I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to see this. It comes so. down to like uh, the spooky kids, especially. And again, seeing horror through a different culture, a yeah. different filter. Love it. Love it. So we have Ginger Snaps going up against Juon. Now our next f- bracket topic here. And what I like ultimately is in in the year 2000s. Stop. Stop. <laughs> already. Already. <laughs> we ultimately see the early works of a lot of people that have grown on to bigger careers at this point and you ultimately kind of see the seeds of their work which brings us to this particular topic seeds of evil of which we have two young up-and-coming directors in kind of their feature debuts and one i've seen and another one is and i've seen that one is i've seen that and one is i've seen excellent now the first one is james wan's Final Destination, mm-hmm. which I remember totally seeing this in the theater. Me too. And ultimately, we'll get into that. But a film that launched a franchise, uh huh, which launched nightmares. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> launched a lot of nightmares. As a man that lives his life via horror films, by Final Destination, nope. you should never fly. Nope, never be on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Avoid roller coasters. Avoid. Yeah, the whole Just Final Destination franchise, you didn't need to become a hermit, you know? And even then, you're fucked. So, there's no stopping death. So, yeah. Well, matching up against that, we are going to go up against Mike Mendez's uh, The Covenant. And, and I like Mike Mendez a lot. And I've never seen this one. Neither have I. I've seen a lot of his other work, and I've grown fond of that. And so, ultimately, we're going to kind of get the seeds that are started. Mm-hmm. So, those two will go up against each other. And then finishing out the year 2000, we have two films that recently I know we've both seen pretty much up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And there's always a lot of like 
there's so much change going on when you get a new decade, a new millennium. There's so much fear into that and the transitions and, you know, what's real, what's not. And we've got two films that definitely look blur the line of what's real with horror and what's the real world horror. And the bracket topic is reality bites. And our first film is based on a uh, novel that was notorious. Mm -hmm. It had a reputation like you wouldn't believe. And uh, actually, this uh, obviously, technically, this uh, episode is coming out on the last Friday of February. So we've already gone through Women in Horror Month. Thank you for everyone that participated. Uh, But American Psycho, as written by Mary Heron and uh, written by Guinevere Turner, is a perfect transition from February into March. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this movie is that movie are fucking hardcore. I, I, it's more comical for me now. Now it is, but I remember like <gasps> when it, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, get into, into that. But then we're going to contrast that with another film that is all about blurring reality and fiction and what do we do for our art and a that a film that recently uh, played at film club. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoilers. This movie, Shadow of the Vampire, is this year's Eaten Alive for me. Ah. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, that is fair. Uh-huh. That is fair. You had mentioned yep. the yep. moments. There's a, there's will... a moment in there where it was a total eaten alive, and it was great. It was so good. We will revisit that moment. But again, only uh, of the eight films we talked, only uh, eight, or excuse me, four can advance into the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, but now going from 2000 back to the year of 1990. No, 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 no. Oh, we have no honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. <gasps> That's horrible. That's right. For yeah, again. shame, shame, shame. Yeah, we don't want to get our nerd cards taken away. Never, never. No, obviously. So yeah, obviously there are many films we did not talk about. Many films that are probably your favorite films from the year 2000, and which of course we have a list because I'm actually pretty much everything on my list I did see in the theater. Yeah. What's one of your first ones, Genius? Kevin Bacon and his Dong, Invisible Dong with Hollow Man. Paul Verhoeven. Still battling hard in the 2000s, which is all sorts of wonderful. Just a few years, he gave us uh, Starship Tree. That man is a he's a he's a treasure. He's mm-hmm, a treasure. Mm-hmm. That's one of yours. Uh, one that I really enjoyed on the big screen. I saw it uh, twice actually within two days. Pitch Black. Yes, Pitch Black is on my list. Pitch Black was rad, and I think it pretty much launched Vin Diesel. That and that Street Sharks commercial was definitely the <laughs> yeah. launching point from him. Um, what's another one, Genius? Okay, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the goofiest turns in a franchise that was already goofy as shit, but somehow it works, and I love this movie, Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood is terrible, but it's wonderful. You're making someone very happy right now (laughs) mentioning that. Um, Another one that's also technically part of a franchise and is a sequel, and one that definitely... It got butchered quite literally by some of the editors in the MPA, but uh, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. I I remember liking that movie, and it's one I need to revisit. I remember not liking that movie, and I would like to revisit it. So, it, like, yeah. There's definitely some merit to be said on that one. Another one on your list? Psycho Beach Party. That movie is weird and crazy funny. And let's just say this. That was the film that originally was paired up against Cherry Falls. Mm-hmm. And we made a last minute audible there. Yeah. So my apologies to everyone that adds their ultimate favorite slasher flick from the 2000s. That movie is wild. And it's got, uh, is it Aunt Zelda uh, from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Not, not, not the Chilling Adventures. The Melissa Joan Hart one. It's one of the, one of the ants. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. We're not getting creeps yet. Well, no, we are actually with our next film because I went in specifically for one particular actor. Well, actually, no, all all three of them. Uh, Dracula 2000. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Josie and the Pussycats, and I'm like, me too. <laughs> later, later that year, specifically Vitamin C. Yep. Uh, let's see here. There was Jerry Ryan. Yep. And then, oh, she was also in oh. Jennifer Esposito. Uh, I think I just got my perv card uh, punched instead of my horror card. Oh, that's uh, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. That's... But in 2000, you know, I was a young, lonesome, just... See, this is weird to be on the other side of this, like, creep defense. You know what I <laughs> That's why we're not going to talk in depth on Dracula 2000. That's why it's an honorable mention. Uh, Last one for me, because it's wild and weird, is Versus. Have you ever seen that one? I have. That is a weird freaking movie. That is a weird one, but it's just weird enough to be like, this is very interesting. So I thoroughly enjoyed Versus. Oh, my goodness. Well, again, anything that we left out on the year 2000, let us know. Obviously, a lot still that we didn't even get an honorable mention. We can still do an audible and do Psycho Beach Party versus Dracula 2000 if you like. No, we'll lose all the audience after this. That would be our creep category. (laughs) That's if we have a tiebreaker. We'll break that out. Well, let us go even further back in time now. Now this year, 30 years now, genius. Mm -hmm. You want to start really feeling old? Shit, no. Yes, I do, because I've seen a lot of these movies in the theater still. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this is the 90s is the decade that not only gave us Jinkos, but a lot of people really just, unfortunately, they do not like the 90s. They just think the 90s was weak and horror and... I'm calling bullshit on that right now. I agree. I agree. As we've seen in the last three years... Good stuff in the 90s. Every single decade is the golden decade of horror. Yeah. If you just know what to what look, to look for. for. Because the people who say, uh, there was no good horror in the 90s. First of all, we're about to tell you eight really good ones in 1990 alone. So no. the 90s, I think, is a second golden age like the 80s. Oh, yeah. No. And, and again... Even though it is a new decade, it's a new. It's still there's still you can still see the 80s in it. You yep. can f- hear you can, the 80s in it. You can feel the 80s in it. And our first bracket topic here is one that you can truly feel. And listen, we love monster movies, mm-hmm. creature features. More creature features, the better. Please, more creature features. But when you can add monster movies with a killer cast, yeah, and oh, both being extra funny, you get our next bracket topic, and the first one for the year of 1990, Monsemble, which was our Cronenberg of Monster Ensemble. <laughs> and I was like, very good genius. And our first film is one that recently played, uh, well, it's actually, no, technically is going to play actually soon uh, over at the Alamo Draft House, And it's one, again, not going to be the first film this year. Technically, we've already talked about him. Man, Kevin Bacon is all over all this over one. All over the I didn't place. Even, didn't even think about it now until we just started recording. <laughs> it's Bacon. <laughs> but any monster movie with Kevin Bacon is obviously tremors yeah and he this is not going to be the last time he shows up on the bracket either so he's going to keep on all over i'm not saying tremors is a perfect film tremors is oh but what could what again like we talked what could go against tremors because like you said tremors it might not be perfect but it's fucking damn near so like what could possibly go against this but one that we haven't seen in a long time and i'm so glad we saw it recently yes very recently because it's yeah this is going to be a good bracket arachnophobia from a giant nope. <laughs> from a giant graboid to just a little 
Spidey spider. And the bullet's going to fuck you up. So- <laughs> and I don't know if we're cheating because the giant spider is more of a monster spider. So ultimately, but the monsemble, you you win. And they're every- mutated spiders. It That's worked. monster Boom. enough. It's got Julian Sands in it. It's got spiders and warlocks. <laughs> So Tremor's going up against Arachnophobia. Now our next bracket topic, and this is the one ultimately that squeezed at least two of your favorite films from 1990 out. And I'm talking to every single person out there. We're, and we're talking to us too, because like there, we, we had like, okay, so honestly, 1990, we had like three more brackets to go on tap, but we saw these two and we came, we Cronenberged it. And it's fantastic. We're celebrating a director. We celebrated Carpenter before yes. in the brackets, which yes. is for them. So we're giving love to this director with a very specific niche. Yes, it is. And uh, hopefully uh, break out your finest shoes and uh, prickle up your fingers because we're going to go for a Hennelotter hoedown. We couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> we enjoy the alliteration, but we also enjoy Helen Lauder's films. Yes, we do. And we're going to be pitting two up against each other. And the first is going to be a sequel to a film that, and, a, and one that technically has a franchise, which, and it's one of those, what, like, a how bat- does it have a franchise? A batshit franchise. So we're going to be seeing Basket Case 2. Is this an I seen that for you? This is, no. Yes, this is, and I've seen that. Because I, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years and it was a back-to-back it was a henna lotter it was a basket case triple feature so i remember this movie being insane so i would love to talk about this movie and we will and we will and we're going to pair it up with one that ultimately if you're feeling lonely this is probably your best one to go (laughs) oh shall we grandpa always no daddy always says if you can't find a good woman cobble one together with the used parts of prostitute that exploded due to super crack want a date that would be frankenhooker looking for some action <laughs> which again is probably the more family friendly the family friendly head and lauder with the name like with the name like head and lauder it has to be sleaze so <laughs> <laughs> but basket case two going up against frankenhooker the head and lauder hoedown that one promises to be a good time mm-hmm. now one that's not necessarily a good time because this one could be triggering for a lot of people ultimately <laughs> is our next bracket and this oh man it's interesting looking back at 1990 in these two films because we were recently talking about uh, both of these Mm -hmm. Um, and our next bracket topic is from beneath you it devours now ultimately that is a call out to Buffy the Vampire Slayer for hopefully any of our audience members that recall what I'm talking about they'll enjoy that but both films feature Terror from Below Mm -hmm. and we've got two films that are really kind of different but really aren't because they come from literary masters very true and the first one is a film that is embracing the monsters in fact they have a little place that they live in do you remember the name of that place Midian and we're gonna go to Midian and visit Nightbreed yes I want yeah Decker's scary oh 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 yeah that yes he's channeling something in that movie yep i don't know what it is i don't know i don't know want to know what it is don't dream it (laughs) (laughs) don't dream it be it hey that's good i like that i like that because our next one literary master terror from below hiya georgie want a balloon need a little tlw in your life we float we all float down here (laughs) 
it. Ah, the, the original, the classic, the Tim Curry Jam. And I know there might be some controversy with this one because it was a made-for-TV miniseries, but... Whatever. Salem Lot was in the last one, and it's in, so... And it's our It's a precedence, yeah. And you know what? Plus, it's a good movie. It is And you know movie. what? I'll tell you what. I have the DVD, and it's got both things together as one. That's what it is. That's what the one we're watching. It's perfect. So which two will go forward? We'll have to find out. But then the last bracket here in 1990, mm-hmm. and this one I know you are super, <laughs> super excited for. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we're transitioning from the 80s to the 90s, but we still have a lot of franchises that are existing. Some are kind of pulling into the last stages of their existence, but some... They're just getting started. Exactly. And our next bracket topic uh, celebrates two of those sequels with Little Monsters 2. So this is going to be great. Two little monster movies and two sequels battling it out. Always a good time. And two totally different movies. Very much so. And actually the first one with Child's Play 2 is a franchise we're still talking about. Mm -hmm. The remake, the Don Mancini, the fact that uh, the films have gone on through his work and then the series TV like this is a franchise that is still pumping many years at this point oh, 30 yeah. years later oh yeah and new lives and different spins it's wonderful people like little monsters exactly and it's going up against a film that i i, I know you were like you're like <laughs> you're calling your shot with I'm, this I'm one i'm calling my shot with this one there's no this, impartiality no here. this this movie is great <laughs> one of the few sequels that is better than the original in my eyes a little bit of gremlins 2 oh boy and oh. for those gremlins 2 is not horror false mm. little monsters destroying shit and killing people that is the definition of a horror movie it also features the song angel of death by slayer and christopher lee You're, there's your horror there's crib. your horror right there but we have little monsters 2 and that's going to finish out the 1990 bracket but obviously again because of the Hen and Lauder hoedown, I had to Sophie's Choice, a film that's going to be the first on my honorable I mention. I know exactly what it is. What is it? Exorcist 3. That's right. Thank you. Every person out there is going, why? They're, they're giving me the George C. Scott. Ah! Right? What's wrong with you? I was going to have it go against the first power. Oh! Damn you, Hen and Lauder. Right? Damn you! Damn you, alliteration. Those are both excellent choices. 1990 Fountain of Riches. Yeah. Uh, another literary masterpiece, Misery. Oh, yes. That's on my list. Oh. Speaking of, let's, we could even go. Uh, we were going to do King versus King with Misery versus Graveyard Ship. That's because right. Because fuck rats. Because LOF rats. Um, I can't wait. Another film. The reason we didn't go on this one and put it on the list is because eventually here, we're going to be talking with uh, the movie Crips Joe Lynch, but Richard Stanley's Hardware. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be talking about hardware anyway, so we're like, oh, save it, save yeah. it, save it, save it. Uh, that would have gone good against Jacob's Ladder. Oh, Adult Fair, getting to that. Flatliners, speaking yeah. of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, we could have had uh, a Romero a Romero bracket with Night of the Living Dead, the remake with Savini, which is grand. Yes, it grand is. Grand versus Tales from the Dark Side. Damn it, see? See, this is this is buyer's remorse. Yeah, once we exactly. get into these years, I think th- those would have been great brackets. But I'm sticking to my guns with Hannah Lauder Hoedown. I am too. Sticking to my guns. I am too. Um, did you have any other ones? I am good on my list. Of I have mentions. really quick. Yep. Um, the Guardian. 
William Friedkin's. Oh, yes. Uh, that's a good one where a druid's a babysitter. I've seen that. Oh, it's good. I saw okay. it in the theater. That and The Unholy. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days. Uh, that and The Kiss. The Unholy, uh, The Guardian, and The Kiss. All those. Th- that's the triple feature right there. That's the like adult sleaze. That's the lifetime sleazy horror movies. If you include The Kiss in that one, I'll allow that. Okay, cool. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Predator fucking 2. Yes, because I, I know of Mount Baldy's like, where the fuck is Predator 2? Here is Predator 2. Hey, we got Busey versus the Predator, right? So, like, I love that movie. And the last and not least, it's not, it is a movie. It is horror. Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. That had to have been an honorable mention. Rest assured, whenever we host anything that has anything with Linnea in it, there's going to be snippets. Of you that. will see snippets of that. Absolutely. And that and her on, on Up All Night. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, it would, it, if anything, we're loyal and predictable. Yep. <laughs> now, going all the way back now, 40 years, this is the year, Genius, that we're saying goodbye to the 70s. Yeah. It seems weird. It does it, seem it's weird. It's been with us since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, ideally, we'll have it. No, technically. Winners have came from the 70s. Yes, that the last two years have uh, the 1970s have brought out the winners. One of my biggest surprise came out in the 70s with martin martin yeah you, know, you had the eaten alive mo- that's i had now the eaten alive a, that's moment part of your thing now. yeah the 70s were grand they the were 70s great. were wonderful people who say they don't like 70s horror i think you're looking at the wrong ones but they were also sleazy yeah we always said we had some issues getting through the 70s sometimes there was, there was some problematic th- situations and themes that went on in the 70s and like yeah and here i'm i'm, I'm here to say again in, here suit and pantsuits so yeah. like <laughs> well i'm here to say in 1980 things haven't changed no no not at all it's in 19- fact some of it's gotten it's worse it's gonna get worse <laughs> And 19, again, most people, a lot of horror fans say the 80s were the greatest time in horror. Uh, I will not argue against that, but there was an interesting change in horror mm-hmm. because I think when people think of horror from the 80s, they are thinking of the excess, mm-hmm. the absolute crazy gore, the, the Freddies, the Jasons, the Michael Myers. The exploitation, the, the, the like gratuity. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, we got that. We're going to cover that too. But in the early 80s, it still has the veneer of the 70s. Mm-hmm. We're still tackling some issues. There's still some angst in, you know, in cinema. Yeah. And it's it's totally represented in the uh, the the cinema we have from 1980. And we can even see that it's still not done. Oh no. I absolutely. mean, so all the issues that are a lot of the issues that are being addressed in the 80s that we see are the same thing. Yeah. Now, I don't think the 80s are going to be as dour as the 70s. No, <laughs> I laughed quite a few times right. in this bracket, which you know ideally is going to be good, because a few of these I've rewatched. But Some of these are funny. Some well, of these are really funny. The 80s not only gave us big bangs, but they also gave us one of the all-time great gore masters mm-hmm. in Tom Savini. And a few years ago with Dawn of the Dead, that may have been kind of his foot in the door, 1980, he he just you know broke that door down. Yeah, and he hit it with a machete. Yes, he did. And our first bracket topic in the year of 1980 is a slice of Savini. Mm-hmm. Bring it on, sex machine. And we have two films from the 1980 from the year 1980 that he worked on, and these could be his. Only, if these, these are the, highlight reels. If these these are, are his only two films. Yeah, he's still Hall of Fame. Yeah, these where he announced his presence oh. with authority. Oh my goodness, ridiculous! And we're gonna kick things off with 
a film again with Kevin Bacon and one we talked about the remake of just last yep. year. <laughs> I will. I. I'm that's. I am on that hill, and I will die on that hill. Well, you might die on this one, as most of the camp counselors do. But we're looking at the original Friday the Thirteenth. Kill a mommy. Kill a mommy. Which is kind of an American Jallo initially because mm-hmm. it's very much a whodunit. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. We'll talk about it on the show, yeah. but just the origin of the franchise to where we are now. Oh, it's unreal. Even the legal battle that's yeah. going on right yeah. now. Well, going from the confine, the cozy confines of camp into the sleazy city. The dirty underbelly. We're going to be looking at Bill Lustig's Maniac. Which, how long has it been since you've seen that one? Um, It's been a minute. It's okay. been a minute. That one I was able to see last year's Shocktober uh-huh. on the big screen, and oh, 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 on the big screen, oh yeah, in a full crowd. Oh, it was even better. It was about a halfway full crowd, which gave it a more Forty Second Street feel. Did you hear? <laughs> I left. I left. <laughs> but both excellent slices of Savini. Mm-hmm. Um, then going to our next category, and what I love with the '80s, we already talked a little bit about the 2000s, how we got kind of the starts of some of the newer you know, voices in horror. Mm -hmm. Well, in 1980, we were still kind of getting the early ones of a lot of masters as well. And we've got two in particular that actually have to do with uh, Mother Nature. So our next bracket topic is the Weather Masters. Mm -hmm. And we've got two masters of horror going up against each other. And both of their films deal with meteorology. Yeah. In some way or in the other. It, they, the, the weather is very prominent Into in the, the movies. It's a char- They're both in characters of themselves. Some figuratively and some, some literally. We'll get to that. And making his triumphant return, it wouldn't be an Into the Mouth of March Madness without, without me, man. Hey, how's it going? And I'm bringing, I'm bringing a friend, too. God damn it. To be really busy during that episode, my friend. Very busy. <laughs> we, of course, John Carpenter's The Fog. Ah, uh, yes. Your nightlight. Well, back pocket. Yep. Uh, little, yep. Yeah. Bumper. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> But going up against that is another master of horror and another one where the weather comes into play. Two masters of horror, technically. Absolutely. Again, the complexity of Into the Mouth of March Madness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shall we call it the shinning initially? It's the shinning. Just in case. It's the shinning. It's the shinning. And the shinning is one that, shit, got a sequel just last year. Yeah. So it's still in the popular conscious. We're going to talk about chocolate ice cream, Doc. Only one can advance through the weather. Which one it'll be? You'll have to tune in to find out. But then our next bracket topic. What I love, 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 love is in early horror movies where you look and you're like, wait, wait, who who is that? Is that such and such? Because so many actors got their starts in genre and horror movies. So much that our next bracket topic is, uh, wait, who? Who? Huh? Star Lord, man. Star Lord. Yeah, exactly. We all want recognition. <laughs> but in some people's case, they're like, no, wipe that one off my IMDb, please. Now, the first one on here is one that I'm late to the game on. Um, I was uh, initially turned on to this through the Shockwaves podcast. Uh, Dr. Rebe- Rebecca McHenry mentioned this one. Um, it's all about a socially awkward, movie loving nerd that rides around on a scooter. Oh, man. Do you got cameras in there? Fade to Black is one that hit home a little hard. I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, am I Eric Benford? Oh, I hope I'm not Benford. (sighs) I've seen that. Okay, excellent. I'm anxious for you to see that one. It's a little bit of a slower burn, and it plays interestingly as a contrast to our next film. The trailer looks cool. It's it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Some would even argue it's not horror, but 
those are just wrong people, unfortunately. We will show our work. We will show our work. Now, it is going up against another one that, for me, was kind of a rotation on USA Up all night. Yeah. And quite honestly, if you're into eating healthy, this one is good for you because, as you know, it, it takes, takes all, all kinds, kinds of critters, critters to, to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. fritters. Yes. And scene. <laughs> Motel Health. Motel Hell with Rory Calhoun, you know the guy that's always standing around and doing things. He's doing th- <laughs> but ultimately, both films feature some cameos where you're like, "Wait a minute, what is going on there?" Oh, good lord, we've lost him. We've lost him. Reel him in. Reel him in. Reel him in. He's gonna have to wipe the eyes on that. But that leads us to our last bracket topic here in the year of 1980, and our last bracket bracket in the Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned before, we love monster movies, we love creature features, but we love feeling good afterwards when we see a lot of those monster movies or creature features. And it leads us to our last topic here, where we will be sailing the sleazy seas. Mm-hmm. We got two very different movies, yes, very are. different yes, movies, but there's both some fuckery in them. Like, this is the category you don't want to eat fish sticks while listening to. <laughs> And with one of them, you definitely don't want any of your family members around. No. But the first one is kind of a cautionary tale, technically. It's one that you've heard about. It's and an urban legend. It's one I can't wait to revisit, but mm-hmm. we're looking at Alligator. <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. I am I have fond memories of it, but it's been a while since I've watched it. It has been a while since I have watched it as well, so okay. I'm looking forward to seeing that immensely. One that hasn't been too long ago since I've watched because of our new world, which eventually the we'll get to. Madness! Whoa. Is one that you definitely need to to wash off in the seas afterwards. Oh, yeah. You need to wash all that seaweed and salt and that just <gasps> ick off. Humanoids from the deep. Yes. Exactly. That's it, a squiddly diddly category. That'll be right up your alley. <laughs> Quite, yeah. Fish market alley. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the eight films representing the year of 1980. And already I can hear everyone yelling at us. Where the fuck is this? Yeah. So what's what's one of your honorable mentions there? Genius. Nightmare City. I thoroughly enjoy Nightmare City. It's basically like zombies. It's a zombie movie. Is it an it's Italian, Italian It's okay. an Italian okay. zombie movie, but okay. it's really, really good. Because I like Italian zombie movies. Of course. Of course. Again, you go full chi. Full chi. Um, we are, um, it's, it's a movie you need to, I think, experience if you're a horror fan, but if it's not your genre, your alley, I totally understand, but Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it. I don't want to see it again. No, it's I mean, just, yep, it's, yep. Yeah. Yep. It's no. Yeah. It's, it, and it's not even the fact that like, oh, it looks so real. I mean, like it, uh, it's the fact that there's just turtles. real animal. Yeah, exactly. The turtles. I don't want, you know how we feel on the show about animals getting yes. killed. And so not, not, not. no, no, especially when it's fucking real. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no, if that's your bag, cool. That's fine. It ain't ours. Absolutely. So awesome. Um, Going a little bit of Jallo, City of the Living Dead. That is good. Yeah. If you open up with a priest that hangs himself and then blind people and eye trauma and all kinds of crazy shit, I, I'm finding myself more and more Jallo appreciative as I get like older. My like like I'm I'm digging it a lot more and more. That's the beauty of 
the fact that we've talked about it before, building the relationship with films, but also how just so much changes the older yeah. you get, you see things differently. Yeah, it's that's wonderful. You, um, you kind of understand things, or at least try to. A film that I probably watched way too early that I had no idea what was going on was Ken Russell's Altered States. Yeah, that's one I that's one I have not seen in a minute because I remember not knowing what the fuck was happening. The last time I watched it, uh, I was kind of zoning in and out of sleep. It was really late at night. But it never failed. Every time I'd wake up was when one of those like Cro-Magnum parts when he's like mm-hmm. transitioning and going through all the crazy <laughs> body horror. And I just like, oh, time to go back to bed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one, Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm going to also give another George C. Scott shout out, The Changeling. Ooh. Classic haunting melancholy horror. Have you noticed there's a lot more Changeling type-esque movies coming out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. that's cool. There's always a need for that where you just need something that's not totally scary but is unsettling. Yeah. And has a good story behind it. you got to love all that. And that's... Yeah. Ultimately, looking at all the films we're talking about in these last 40 years, all the films that we're technically not talking about that we wanted to make sure that we gave love to, all the films that you're going to tell us that we are wrong, that we need to talk about, they should all be included. But this is ultimately, like I said, it's a celebration of these last past 40 years of just films that make us giddy talking yeah. about, which yeah. we love. So ultimately, again... Um, Starting on Monday, you're going to have the first round of the year 1980. We're going to go chronologically here. And then that following Friday, we're going to have the round of the Scream 16 and the Hateful Eight. So again, from here on out, two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. And oh, again, the madness, the I feel, madness begins. I already feel overtaken with it at this point. <laughs> so far, some of the heavy lifting has been done already. Absolutely. So we we got this. We, we got, got this. this. Plus, we're not going to do it alone. We got all sorts of cool guests that are coming on. And we can't say, we who, can't they say who they are yet, but that's the best part it's gonna of this be fun thing. it's gonna be a lot of fun it is it is so until that time this is greg d i'm genius mcgee and we'll see you in your dreams let the madness begin <laughs>